Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Toogie's Take podcast. Unfortunately, here we are in the same format. Yesterday, Sin, Endo, and myself recorded what I thought was one of our best shows ever, and there was a technical issue with it, and it's lost forever. So very, very upset, very disappointed at that, but regardless, wanted to get a show out to you all, and this Friday, we will be back with Sin, with Endo, and we'll be talking about everything that's gone on in the hockey world. For now, though, want to start off by mentioning, of course, as always, the podcast brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. You can use code TUGI at checkout to get 20% off your order and free worldwide shipping. Head to toe, Manscaped's got you covered, especially heading into these summer months. Gotta, gotta, you know, gotta get that beach bod ready. Gotta get that, you know, that that dad bod summer. It's coming up. You gotta be prepared for it. Manscaped will have you prepared and looking your best. Make sure to use code Tukey. That said, uh, you know, I decided not to have Endo Sin and myself try to re-record the podcast because the entire time we would be doing nothing but trying to bring up the same points we brought up last time. So I'm still going to talk about some of the things that we did talk about, kind of summarize all three of our points, and then, yeah, we'll see what happens. So it will be a shorter show today, uh, but it does allow me to talk about some of the things that happened otherwise. Now, first and foremost, I want to mention, uh, probably towards the end of the podcast as well, I'll talk a little bit about uh, the vacation that I just got back from as well. Uh, for those of you that did check out the pre-recorded episodes I'd put out there, thank you very much. I appreciate that. But before that, uh, I wanted to mention too that when I was gone, uh, I had a video scheduled up on YouTube, the main 2G24 channel, uh, where I had talked about some of the changes coming to uh, my channels and what I do. And the biggest thing with that is that, for those of you that have been with me on the main channel, um, the biggest change is I am moving my franchise mode content to my second channel, TWO GIE24. That has been the home of Madden, NBA, NCAA, uh, MLB, for example. That's where I've moved stuff like that for almost a year now. And now I'm going to move the NHL franchise stuff there because the main channel is going to be for videos that take a little bit more effort and time to put together. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure to do so. Uh, and on top of that as well, patreon.com forward slash Toogie24. Uh, we're also getting you guys much more involved in the creative process with the videos we're going to be making on that main channel as well. Some bonus content up there and... Hey, it's for as little as a buck a month if you want to get involved in helping me decide what videos to make, especially as we get back into making videos like the GM trade histories and stuff like that. I want to know from you guys, what do you want to see? What do you think would be good video ideas? So that is an option that is out there if you care to. Um, we are very uh, fastly approaching um, the start of, I mean, new series across the board. So I'm very excited about that and very happy to be back and have the nose back to the grindstone, essentially. Now, wanted to also mention there were a couple of viewer questions. Um, Kofster had asked who's going to win the Champions League. The answer is Liverpool. Uh, now that I have to re-record this, I know that Liverpool beat Villarreal in the first leg of the semifinal. Liverpool's winning another Champions League. Bank on it. 
And Hawks asked, who is the biggest joke in the NBA and why is it the Brooklyn Nets? Because, of course, we are fresh off of the Nets uh, getting spanked by the Boston Celtics. And it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, The only first-round sweep in the first round of the NBA playoffs. We had talked basketball a little bit. Endo trying to get more into the Raptors. Sin's getting more into the Warriors. Even though he feels comfortable rooting for the Warriors now because he didn't really care about them when they were actually dominant. So he doesn't feel like he's bandwagoning, which I absolutely agree with. Uh, There were some other really, really good questions. Um, Like I said, unfortunately, they're just kind of... They're just kind of lost to time. It's a bit of a shame. What a great show it was. Hopefully this show can be half as good as that one was. Um, But in terms of the big topics that happened while I was away on vacation, unfortunately it was kind of highlighted by the passing of two legends in the hockey world. Uh, Mike Bossy passing away at age 65 spending his entire career with the New York Islanders from 77 to 87. Calder winner in 1978, seven-time All-Star. 1982 Conn Smythe winner, four-time Cup champ. Went into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1991. Had uh, 573 goals in 752 games. The best pure goal scorer in NHL history. Um, You know, someone like like Ovechkin and Gretzky, have the longevity that Bossy unfortunately did not have due to injuries, but no doubt, Mike Bossy, best pure goal scorer in history, um, and it's a huge loss for the world of hockey. It's another huge loss for the Islanders fan base that is still reeling from the passing of Clark Gillies back in January. So that was bad enough, and then a week to the day later, Guy Lafleur passed away at age seventy. Um, you know. And talk about a goal-scoring monster. He was the first ever NHL player to score 50 goals in six consecutive seasons. Five-time Cup champ, three-time Art Ross winner, two-time Hart winner, Conn Smythe in 77, went into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1988. And, you know, sometimes people can get a little bit too invested in in rivalries. Obviously, I think, you know, um, I've had a good back-and-forth with Habs fans as a Bruins fan. You know, a lot of it about whether or not Carey Price is still the number one goalie in the world, and, well, the NHL players poll says he is every year and stuff like that. But fair play to every single person in that arena uh, when the Bruins played the Habs and they had their tribute to Guy Lafleur, uh, a 10-minute-long standing ovation for number 10. Perfect. Absolutely Perfect. Uh, and that fan base deserves all the credit in the world. That was a phenomenal moment, a fantastic moment uh, in terms of celebrating uh, a fantastic player and a fantastic person that unfortunately has gone too soon. So, again, that uh, that's really kind of the down note that we walk into this show on, uh, just knowing that that had happened, and then to a, obviously a significantly lesser extent, you know, Ducks fans right now, uh, realizing that they're going to have to experience uh, life without Ryan Getzloff, the franchise's all-time leader in assists and games played, who won everything. Stanley Cup champion in 07, and as a junior player, world championship gold in uh, both the under-18 and under-20 tournaments, two-time Olympic gold medalist, 1,000 points in 1,100 games. Like He's one of those guys that, obviously, franchise legend will have his number retired, I do wonder, and this was one of the conversations that we had had initially, 
whether or not he's a Hockey Hall of Famer. And I'm intrigued to know what you think. Because you look at the people that are in the conversation now that still haven't made it. Your Daniel Alfredsons, your Alexander Mogilnys, your Sergei Gonchars. Is Getzlaff in that class? Or is he in who was likely to be a first ballot Hall of Famer this year, Roberto Luongo, the Sedins. I'm not so sure. But a phenomenal career, a phenomenal player, and it is going to be very, very weird to no longer see Ryan Getzlaff uh, in the league. And for him to have contributed as much as he did to that stellar 2003 draft class and for him to stay the entire time it's it's certainly worth commending in terms of some of the other stuff too that happened we talked about some of the record-setting performances over the past two weeks alexander ovechkin previously mentioned him of course he tied wayne gretzky and mike bossy for the most 50 goal seasons in a career with nine does he hit 10 he has a legitimate shot, doesn't he? He really does. As insane as it is, I think we uh, we look back years and years ago, the, the quote that was going around about Pierre Maguire saying, Ovi will never hit 50 again, and he's done it four or five more times since then. I think he's got a good shot at it. And if not, you are literally looking at the three best goal scorers of all time, Gretzky, Ovechkin, Bossy. What amazing company for Ovi to have. Steven Stamkos passed Martin St. Louis to become the Tampa Bay Lightning's all-time leading scorer. He also had his uh, first 100-point season locked in as of last as of last night, and I believe it's now five straight games with at least three points. I think it's something crazy like that. Like Steven Stamkos is an absolutely incredible player, a Lightning legend, someone who was well. Probably Hockey Hall of Fame bound at the end of his career. And it's funny because you can look at his numbers and how good he is. And he's even better than, or could have had even better numbers than he already does. And he already has fantastic numbers. It really is a shame that he had had some injury-stricken years. But you're talking about a player who is still playing at an amazing level on a team that could very well be just a few months away from winning their third straight cup. And imagine, imagine if he would have left. Imagine if he did go to Toronto five years ago or so. Craziness. Roman Yossi became the NHL's first 90-point defender since 1994, and teammate Matt Duchesne became the first player in Preds history to score 40 goals in a season. Yeah, Matt Duchesne, 40 goals this year. Career High, I believe, in goals and assists at this stage. What is up with Nashville? The unfortunate thing for them is last night, UC Saros went down to injury. And that could certainly complicate things for them heading into the playoffs because we don't yet know where they're going to be in terms of seeding. They could very well end up being that second wildcard spot without Saros. And without Saros in the playoffs, and I don't know how good uh, Yossi and Duchesne can possibly be to carry that team without UC Saros. I think that might just be a bit too much. And the other thing worth mentioning, Kirill Kaprizov. 25 days ago on this podcast, we mentioned him taking the lead 
with 84 points. The all-time lead in points in a season for the Minnesota Wild. And he has now broken 100 points on the year. Absolutely outrageous to see him live up to the hype, to see him be this good, to see him clearly be the most talented player in the history of the Wild already, to look back at that draft class and see how he compares already in terms of points to people who have 100, 200 more games played than he does. He's unbelievable. And we already know that the Wild are locked into a first-round matchup with the Blues. That's must-watch hockey. It really is. I am so excited for that series. Because you are looking at a team, one of those two teams will be eliminated in round one. And I think there's a legitimate argument as to why you could say you believe either one of those teams could win the Stanley Cup. Because I think they could. Look at how good Minnesota is. The St. Louis Blues have more 20 goal scorers than anybody else in the league. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. We are about a week or so away from the start of the playoffs. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. The biggest talking point that we had was probably in regards to the San Jose Sharks and the Vegas Golden Knights. Sin threw a party, as you might expect, essentially dancing on what was at the time of recording pretty much confirmed to be Vegas's grave, and now it's all but confirmed he was dancing on Vegas's grave after Vegas lost to the Dallas Stars in a shootout. And of course, in that Sharks game, they scored two times in the final two minutes, including Timo Meyer's tying goal with .9 seconds left after Meyer called it the biggest game of their season. Rookie Thomas Bordalo scores the only goal in the shootout. Sick move, by the way. And I will say for Sharks fans out there, yes, Sin's very hyped about Thomas Bordalow. And I agree with the decision to play him as well. Screw the idea of burning a year of the ELC or whatever. No, because now you know Thomas Bordalow is NHL ready. And he'll be good to go for next season. You know he's going to make the Sharks team at a camp. It's all but guaranteed. So that gives San Jose different options for what they're going to do in the offseason. And who knows where they might end up uh, in terms of the draft lottery as well. So all is well in San Jose. And then there's Vegas. And while I was gone, things started to crumble in Vegas more than I realized. It was very tough to kind of follow this Vegas situation while I'm just on my phone in the middle of Pennsylvania or West Virginia. And now Vegas is essentially screwed. They're not making the playoffs. It would take the miracle of all miracles. And it's not going to happen. And on top of that, that organization is a dumpster fire. And while part of me still wishes them success, that front office, the management, the leadership group, the coach, it's it's beyond repair. They have lost all goodwill that they may have had from being the new kids on the block. And there's a lot of people in the Western Conference, you know, fans of different teams who are saying, yeah, we told you so. What took you so long? Peter DeBoer, head coach of the Knights, from what I can tell, is doing his damnedest to throw Robin Leonard under the bus. They played a game against New Jersey where Leonard allowed two goals in the third period. And DeBoer essentially blamed Leonard, stating that Logan Thompson is their only consistent goalie. Then the next game, they start Leonard, 
and then pull him in a 1-1 game in favor of Thompson. Then Robin Leonard says he's having surgery. Then no, he isn't. And Emily Kaplan tweeted with ESPN sources that Robin Leonard told Vegas on Thursday, now this being last Thursday, that he was getting surgery. The team doctor agreed it was the best course of action after an evaluation the prior Saturday. And the team asked him to delay and be the backup goalie before allowing it, citing cap implications. Then once Robin Leonard confirmed he was having surgery, Peter DeBoer said this about Leonard being out for the year, quote, The announcement speaks for itself. I'm concerned about the guys that are here battling with us tonight. That reads so poorly. Even if DeBoer didn't mean it that way, it sounds as if he's calling out Robin Leonard for quitting on the team. Vegas is screwed. And I am very much intrigued to see what they're going to do this offseason. Because I think they desperately need to make changes. They already kind of lost some goodwill with some of the people that they had flipped. Nate Schmidt along those lines. Then the flurry thing happens. Now, it certainly looks doubtful Robin Leonard might ever be on this team again. And that Logan Thompson will be their starter. Which, you know, rightfully so. Logan Thompson looks fantastic. But my God, where would this team be? Where would Vegas be if they could score in the shootout? Between that Sharks and Stars games, they didn't score a single goal in the shootout while Logan Thompson was standing on his head. That team is screwed. Beyond repair, in my opinion. And I think that they desperately need changes this offseason. Because if they didn't frustrate people enough, now they're going to be a meme. The $100 million team that missed the playoffs. I don't really know where they go from here. I don't. A couple other quick things. Again, we don't get the you know the three-person discussion that I would have preferred, but that's okay. In terms of some of the things going on, you know, Vegas, we talk about Jack Eichel, and of course people are memeing Jack Eichel to death. It doesn't help that you have Sabres fans' accounts on, on Twitter pointing out that Tage Thompson has as many goals in his career as uh, Eichel did in terms of a single-season career high in goals. I just, I man, the Vegas thing, the more I think about it, the Vegas thing is absolutely insane. You have the Florida Panthers, who have uh, now scored more goals than any other team in the salary cap era in a single season, because that's ridiculous. You have Connor McDavid setting a new career high in points, yet it feels like he's not being talked about all that much, at least in comparison. And I feel like it's be for two reasons. One... Oilers fans and, in general, I think fans around the league are just waiting for the Oilers to actually do something in the playoffs. It's very similar to Maple Leafs fans, where, and Endo is uh, self-admittedly guilty of this, it doesn't matter that Austin Matthews scored 60 goals. It doesn't matter that they've had their best season in team history. What are you going to do in the playoffs? And I feel like that is kind of the direction that we've gone, hockey-wise, We've almost gotten to the point where it's more like the NBA, where individual stats are great, but in the NBA, it's all about rings over everything else. LeBron James, as great as he is, one of the best of all time, if he didn't go to Miami and win, if he didn't have rings on three different teams, if he did not win a title, he'd be memed to death like Charles Barkley. Now in the NHL, everyone knows, Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, it's amazing what they're doing. But a lot of people are still just like, okay, let's see it in the playoffs. Which is probably unfair. Because obviously, 
basketball, an individual can have more of an effort, you know, more of an individual impact on the game. But it just seems to be where things are going, right or wrong. To end this podcast, because like I said, it it sucks that we lost the initial thing. Um, wanted to mention again that uh, I had a lovely vacation. It was really nice to actually get a little bit of time away to recharge the batteries, you know? And in terms of the trip as well, it was interesting. I crossed off some some places off of the uh, off of the list, you know. I ended up in a cave in Pennsylvania, seven hundred feet under the under your feet. That was weird. That was weird as hell. <laughs> ended up cutting through Maryland. Don't have anything to say about Maryland. I'm sorry. Then there's Virginia, the state of Virginia, which beautiful. The rolling hills of Virginia. A lot of stuff to do outdoors. It was actually a really beautiful state. A few more Confederate flags hanging up in windows of trailers and houses than I thought I would see. But Virginia is a pretty damn nice place from the outside looking in. Same as Tennessee, really. The uh, Essentially, the Appalachia area is pretty damn nice, man. It is. And obviously, I put up a lot of stuff on... Uh, on Instagram throughout this trip in Tennessee. Shout out, we went all the way as far south as Chattanooga. And uh, again, at least outside the city. Once I was there, I said I was there, people were like, don't go into the city, it's a tire fire. Outside the city, it was pretty nice. Um, and in general, like I said, the views, I didn't end up towards Nashville. Got to cross that off the list. Everyone seems to be going to Nashville. Um, yeah, Tennessee. Tennessee, Virginia, pretty damn nice. Ended up... In Kentucky, eh, (laughs) sorry to people from Kentucky, but I think you know, just kind of eh, God, I'm trying to think of anything that really stood out about the, the great state of Kentucky. In general, between Pennsylvania, Virginia, Tennessee, Kentucky, the one thing that really kind of holds off any thought of like, hmm, could I live here? What? I know it's Bible Belt, but what the hell, man? You drive down the highways in these states, and every couple of miles, you see these gigantic crosses on the side of the highway. It's very weird. To the point where I was wondering, like, well, where's where where's my Star of David? Only to find one. Uh, essentially mowed into the side of a hill in Tennessee. So shout out, shout out to those in Tennessee that are saying, you know what, we're getting our representation too. Went through West Virginia, didn't listen to Bob Denver, did go to an old insane asylum. It was pretty sweet. It was pretty damn cool. Bit weird to see a Confederate flag in the window of a house there, considering West Virginia was a northern state, but I digress. Barely cut into Ohio as well. Didn't get to see too much. No major cities there. Went up to Erie, Pennsylvania. Saw a great lake for the first time. Wanted to stop in Pittsburgh. Didn't, because that night the Bruins were playing the Penguins. And I watched that game live from a bar where the Bruins got shit-kicked. 
Casey DeSmith set a Penguins team record for most saves in a shutout with 52. Thank God I did not spend money to go to that Bruins-Penguins game. And then we went to Niagara Falls, which I thought might be overhyped, but no. Niagara Falls is pretty dope. Yes, I am aware. I was told a million times the Canadian side is better, and one day I will see the Canadian side of the falls. But for now, we've at least been there. And for now, we call it quits. Because I feel like, again, I would just be retreading throughout. I hope you enjoyed this 25 minutes or so of the Tukey's Take podcast. Again, a lot of stuff to talk about by the time Friday comes around. We should pretty much have it figured out who will be in the playoffs, which will be great. Of course, we'll have a full playoff preview in the next week or so, which will be fantastic. And of course, so much going on with my main channel, with the second channel, uh, on Twitch every night still, of course, now that we're back to it. Uh, broadcasting in the eSports scene, the NHL eSports scene with SportsGamer, SportsGamer.gg. A lot going on. And I thank all of you who support me, of course, not only here, but elsewhere. Uh, it is, it's still fantastic. You know, I, I take that time away and get to kind of you know, have a little bit of reflection on what I do and how lucky and fortunate I am to do what I do. And it's it's awesome. I am very, very grateful, very happy to be home, and very excited to see kind of what the rest of the year brings for me in terms of content creation. I hate that word, but it is what it is. So with that, again, you can find me everywhere at Tugi24. Make sure to check out Sin at SinFTWProd on Twitter. Of course, he's on YouTube as well. Uh, also on Instagram, and again, really getting his musical uh, kind of career on track. And uh, you're going to want to keep an eye out for what Sin's got going on, because uh, I don't know how long we're going to be able to keep him around on this podcast. I don't think it's going to be for too much longer. <laughs> and then Endo Mills, of course, everywhere at Endo Mills, E-N-D-O Mills. With that, I will see you guys next time. Thank you again. And hopefully, when we record on Friday, there aren't any weird mistakes.